Yo, welcome back to Return to Play Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Navarro. With me, as always, Sir Daniel, who is at the infamous Cleveland-Pittsburgh Monday night football game. And we will start there with a quick breakdown. Obviously, the horrific injury to Nick Chubb, which was not a dirty hit. Uh, they're, they're taught not to go high anymore to avoid the head. Um, he just kind of barreled into him. He certainly wasn't. His eyes weren't even forward to know that Nick Chubb's foot was like planted. That that kind of tackle happens all very frequently, especially in the red zone. Uh, guys are just trying to you know stop every inch of progress at that at that area. So, Danny, though, how was the game? And and give us all your thoughts. And we'll go back and forth here, I guess. Yeah, it was uh, magnificent. I will say, yeah, there's definitely people saying that it's a dirty hit is just foolish because especially Minka, too, all the times that they've played Nick Chubb. Like, Nick Chubb has embarrassed Minka a few times, like made him whiff on tackles or just thrown him off of him. So, I mean, you you cannot tackle Nick Chubb high. In the you know, it's it's easy to look at it in a slow motion replay and say, oh, he went. He went low into his knee as someone else was hitting him. But, like, when Minka has to make that split-second decision and cut down, like, Chubb is running at him untouched with a full head of steam. Like, you, you have to make such a quick reactive decision. He has no idea that, uh, I believe it was Cole Holcomb, is, is going to, you know, grab him from the upper side. But, yeah, it was a fantastic weekend. Um, started out – the craziest thing, I was, I was stone sober at the game. I was so freaking hungover from – I was crushing it at the casino on sun, Sunday. A, a quick uh, post-Permanis casino trip turned into me just, like, crushing it for several hours and leaving very intoxicated with about $800 more than I en- entered with. Uh, so that was – then I had to walk walk all the way across the North Shore, uh, you know, back to downtown – uh with a with a dead phone couldn't get an uber (laughs) (laughs) with a fat stack of cash and uh yeah it was i i i I had trouble getting out of bed on monday i was like man i cannot even think about alcohol so i did not drink at all pre-game or at the game which was not the plan going in the plan was to you know tailgate and have a good time but hmm. uh, I accidentally did that on on the day before instead. But that's neither here nor there. Always, every time I go to a Pittsburgh game, man, I freaking crush it at Rivers. It's freaking, it's it's fate, it's destiny. That city is just built for me. Um, but yeah, so I had I had a pretty good angle of the, ch- you know, w- w- as soon as he went down, you kind just and especially by his reaction, your your heart kind of drops a little bit, and you're like, oh no, like this might be bad. Maybe even in a weird, twisted way, you're like, "Well, you know, you know, that might give Pittsburgh a chance," but you never want it to be like hmm. anything serious. And then, you know, they they showed the, uh, for you know, every Cleveland fan is like on edge, like, "Oh no, is he gonna get up? Is he gonna get up?" Type of thing. I didn't even realize Minka from from my angle, Minka was like blocked by players, so I didn't even realize Minka was down at that time until I watched the broadcast later. Um, but then, yeah, they showed the. Uh, the clip on the on the jumbotron and it you can hear it on the broadcast too you can hear just the huge like groan out of the out of the fan base 
or out of the stadium. Yeah, oh, you could when, hear uh, it on the TV. Yeah, oh yeah, and I and I think even Aikman said he was like, oh yeah, they they showed it at the stadium and you heard the crowd respond, and it was like, oh no, like that is bad. Which is, I mean, it just sucks for Chubb. Did the same same exact thing in college, mangled that same knee where it was bent the wrong way, and um. You, know, you I, hope he I, can I get back out, at nah, all. Doing that, doing it twice, it will it will be difficult. But the dude's definitely a freak. You hate to see anybody go down like that, let alone you know a star, absolute stud. Um, so that definitely, definitely was a buzz kill. I mean, even even the rest of the game, like the the Cleveland fans, they were were all just like, it, I mean, it was like when fucking T.J. Watt went down last year and you beat the Bengals. Like we were just, you know, just like we like. Yeah, at that point, you're like, I don't even care if we win. Season's over. Like, we're we're done. You know, yeah. it's like the worst thing you've ever witnessed. Now it's the but, hunt show. Yeah, so we can we can talk about the fantasy implications of that. But you know, even like even the the Pittsburgh fans were kind of like, bro, that is that is not good. Like it was it was a somber somber mood. But obviously, the two defensive touchdowns were crazy. We can talk about how freaking dog shit Pittsburgh is. Their offense. Yeah, we won't even waste the time. Oh, I got, I got stats I got to give out at some point. <laughs> but we don't have to do that now. But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, they, well, they pull they pull out the clutch dub, turned into a fun night, and then I had to go back to the casino to cash out a a bet I made on the Steelers money line, which paid out like two hundred thirty bucks. So. Nice. Left left with over a over a G bird. That was a that was a fun time. Yeah, that's nice. Good good for you. Yeah, I don't know how many more wins the Steelers are gonna have in the near future. We got the Raiders on Sunday night football. We should win that game still, but that's only if our offense can muster some sort of identity and run game. Um and it comes down to that at the end of the day. You know, Kenny Kenny um will get better as long as he doesn't have to do everything. And right now he has to do everything because we have no run game. And then everything's just so obvious to the defense. It seems, Um, you know, he, he, he looks worse. I don't understand. Like he, he looks worse this year than he did last year. Doesn't make any sense. Like the last couple games kind of gave you hope. It really does. And then the preseason, I know it's preseason, but we, you know, our offense was doing all the right things. And then we stopped doing motion pre-snap. We stopped doing all the all the little things that seem to make that preseason offense look so dominant. And, and then, you know, it doesn't help we don't have Deontay and we have fucking Gunnar Oshevsky trying oh, to that. single-handedly do his best fucking Kadarius Tony impression. He, he said, Kadarius Tony, hold my beer. I'm going to fuck this game up even worse in prime time. So that that's – We'll get to we'll we'll break it up and do some stats later in the show. Maybe after all this injury news, because we have plenty of it. So we've got we're gonna stick to guys that are kind of on the cusp as we try to do each and every week. There's some obvious IR stuff going on, but uh, we'll get right into quarterbacks here with Joe Burrow reaggravating his calf, and you know he says it's tender, it's sore. And we will see if he is able to play Monday night. I'd imagine they're going to keep trotting him out there as long as he's able to move side to side. But that offensive line is just as bad as it's always been, really. And, and yeah, they, they can't get anything going on offense either. What do you think about old Joey? Yeah, it's uh, 
not looking good. I mean, we talked about how he's probably going to miss a couple of weeks just based on the time frame of recovering from a, you know, a moderate calf sprain, but probably rushed him back a little too early, which pisses me off because I got Jamar Chase in two leagues, so he ain't doing shit. That's um, just what we said. We said, you know, this is a two to into week two or three that they should be making sure that that thing no. is is good to go, and they clearly some bet. You know, I'm sure he did look good, but we know sitting here not having worked at that level that uh, calves and hamstrings um, tend to be give you a false positive of of game readiness. So. It's unfortunate it's, to see. It's tough to simulate. You know, there's there's practice speed, there's preseason speed, but it's it's tough to, you know, actually prep yourself. You, I mean, and you see it every year, like got so many injuries, week one, week two, guys that have been in camp and in preseason. Like, it's tough to actually get yourself up to game speed. You know, there's just no real way to simulate it. Um, but yeah, so. Definitely. I mean, now they're back into a corner because now he's more banged up than he would have been had they had they rested him. And, and they're you're, still, you're still 0-2, right? So, yeah. So, it's yeah. Uh, not a good situation for the Bengals. Yep. We'll move on to Bryce Young. I uh, tweeted out on at Return to Play Pod. Follow us on Twitter for the occasional comment. And uh, and, and don't forget to yell at Danny for his, his poll. That's the best part of our Twitter. And anyway, but Bryce Young, his injury woes have already started. And, you know, that Saints defensive front is nasty and they let him know it. And they were all over his ass. I watched most of that game. And uh, yeah, I see this being a trend for for young Bryce here. And that's unfortunate to see, but also very predictable. Yeah, definitely has an itty bitty frame and just being on a bad team. You can get away with that. You can get away with that if you're well protected. And you know, Tom Brady wasn't like a big guy. Like he was a skinny, lanky dude. Like, but he always always knew how to get get out. How to get the ball out quick. Yep. Yeah. Never really took big hits. But that's the other part is Bryson's game is scramble and make a play, and so those two things don't add up because they can still uh, hit you um, even after you release the ball. It's it's Um, in in, in a weird way, like all the quarterback protection rules like in typical ways of getting injured obviously that's down but now you have like quarterbacks are finding additional ways to get hurt now because they're they tend to be you know overprotected, so they get away with things and scramble more or try to extend plays you know thinking they can get down those yeah things. So you, you, you have you still have court you have quarterbacks kind of finding new ways to get hit now but <laughs> he'll, he'll have to figure out how to adapt or else he'll get RG three out of the league, basically. Yeah, um, CJ Stroud, another rookie guy, shoulder pain, um, limited practice today. So that means they're going to try to play him, and that's the plan. If he's limited, and I would check back with him for his Friday practice status, but he should be playing, and uh, he looks he looks all right through two games. So not too. I'm not nearly as worried about him. Um, surviving uh, his rookie year on a bad team, but he's also on on high, uh, you know, on risk alert. I'd say medium high, whereas Bryce Young is ultra high. He's the the dark red purple 
maroon. I need need Stroud to say stay healthy for my rookie of the year bet. Ah uh, yes, well, that's pro. I have Bijan, and he's looking pretty pretty solid so far. Well, we'll move on to the last rookie quarterback here. Anthony Richardson did not practice concussion. He's another. He's he's taking the Cam Newton route to getting hurt and um, thinking he can be Superman just like Cam. And man, uh, it's not paying dividends for him so far. And you know he looks really great, but he needs to do it with his arm, and he needs to get out of bounds and stop being Josh Allen and. Um, Cam Newton, because, you know, why would you want to be like Cam Newton? He clearly showed you that that's not a uh, not a long-term solution. Maintainable, yeah. Yeah. So. Knew, as soon as he went down, I knew my I knew my Houston bet was toast because Minshew came in and just lit her, lit her up. Mm, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ended up staying away from that. But. I cannot I cannot believe – he has not gotten more of a of a chance. Got to be one of the best backups to ever ever play in this game. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Man, why, Steelers need to trade for Minshew, bro. My goodness. Yeah, that'd be electric. Um, <laughs> just trade, just trade Trubisky for Minshew straight up. Uh-huh. Kenny and Rudolph both lamp package deal. I'm not giving up on Kenny yet. Uh, I'm not giving up on Rudolph or Trubisky. They both have a be- much better performance on a similar sample uh, size. Trubisky can't be the guy, though. Neither uh, can Kenny, bro. All right, we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, running back Saquon playing right now as we record. Obviously, high ankle sprain. So I would. Ass- he thinks he's playing next week. It's a Monday night game, so they'll have you know 11 days. In between, but I still don't think that's enough time. Maybe the game after, but even that high ankle sprain is another one you really have to, uh, especially at the running back position, you really have to make sure that thing can be mobile and take a, you know, a hit and a twist and all of that, all the nasty tackles running backs take too. So I don't see – this would definitely not be smart to play Saquon next Monday. I think against the Broncos, but I don't know who they're actually playing. Um, anything on Saquon before we? Yeah, they were they were calling it a common ankle sprain, but it definitely was not. I mean, you look at the the mechanics of it and the way he got rolled up on it's for sure a high ankle sprain, which is, uh, you know, he had the same thing his second season and ended up only missing three games. So, um, you know that. It, it would be it would be tough for him to get back. I mean, it depends on the severity of it, but but you know, if you're a quarterback or you know, a, a pocket passer or something like that, maybe you could get away with it. But a guy like Saquon, who's explosive, cutting, juking, spinning, it, you know, a lot of force got to go through that that tweaked ankle. So I, we'll see if he gets back. That would be pretty incredible. Um. Editorial note, I can hear your TV when you talk. The mic like picks up your background noise, but well, we'll I'll talk about David Montgomery now. Um, out with a thigh, he did have a limited practice. I still think he's doubtful for this game, um, which would, if he is, Jameer Gibbs would be an easy cash play for DFS. But David Montgomery, uh, definitely going to be a key part of that Lions offense. 
uh, even though he had a bad game there against the Seahawks. Uh, Lions offense. Hopefully they can get it together a little bit more. Uh, the offense isn't the problem. I'm sorry, it's the their defense is is pretty abysmal, and they're a bit banged up too on defense. So you know that's tough for for Detroit. There, they're going to have to win in shootouts. Not sustainable for the long run here in winter. I, I can't even figure out. I, I watched the play and then I rewatched it, and I I cannot figure out like what he actually hurt like it was it was just a, a weird like you know the guy had a hold of his leg and he was fighting trying to get out of it fighting twisting and then he finally went down and then just kind of like i i would I, I was thinking more like maybe knee or meniscus and then they, they call it a thigh injury and i'm like i have no idea what he tweaked but obviously it's got to be some type of uh i, I have I, I have no idea based on based on like the mechanism of the injury i was baffled when they called it a thigh injury so you know, he probably just strained strained some muscle or tendon trying to get out of the tackle. Oh, that was – did you see that play, yeah. that tip ball? Uh, yeah, I need Oh, that's Ronnie that. Bell again. Man, he's a Ronnie Bell coming out party. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but so I, I, I don't even know how – like what to – he's not practicing, so I, I don't know what to even project for his, like, return because I don't know. I need I need the lines to give me more details on what's – what's happening with David Montgomery. So it might be the Jameer Gibbs show for a couple of weeks here. Um, same division, Aaron Jones has returned to practice in a limited capacity. I would, uh, would not be shocked to see him still miss another week, though, out with that hamstring injury. Um, yeah. Like, you know, like we've said, hamstrings are they're like the Wu-Tang Clan. They ain't nothing to play with. So, <laughs> uh, And then Austin Eckler was a did not practice again. So it looks like he was going to be out. Sounds like that might be a high ankle sprain as well then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eckler kind of surprising because he returned to that to that first game. But, yeah, yeah. especially with the, the Chargers 0-2 now. And then they got a they – who do the Chargers play? They got a tough game. Oh, at the Vikings. If the Chargers drop – yeah, they need, they need him back badly because uh, what's-his-face didn't look good in relief. Yeah, unfortunately, I picked him up in both of my leagues. Oops, um, <laughs> over either Baltimore guy. But the I don't really regret it. There's still a lot of season to go, and we'll move on to wide receiver. Both Dolphins are uh, not looking great. Uh, Tyreek Hill limited practice. He should be fine and and still be explosively fast, dangerously fast. But uh, Waddle with the concussion, another did did not practice. So unless he practices tomorrow, he will definitely be out. Um, I'd still think he's he's doubtful for Sunday uh, at Denver. And then uh, Jacoby Myers uh, limited practice back from his concussion. So I think this is week two now for him. I think he should be back to play against the Steelers, which is terrible news for us. Yeah, I have no 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 additional e- info on any of those um but yeah not not looking good for waddle not looking good for two of my fantasy teams yeah everyone's fantasy seems it's a it's a minefield out there right now everyone's getting hurt these first few weeks well and then obviously the additional notes here um trayvon diggs out for the year cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys ACL tear at practice. That's just absolutely devastating for him and their defense. He just got the 95 mil. And, um, yeah, just just 
terrible all, all around. I uh, hate to see it. Nothing you can really do to prevent that. Yeah, big, big loss. Big L for the boys. And then uh, the saga going on with Chandler Jones and his mental health. Uh, tough, tough scene out there in Vegas as he has a bunch of uh, not even cryptic, just a bunch of loose end tweets going off on, you know, his his employer and all of the organization and then some some weird family stuff, some terrible things that's clearly someone not in their right mind would um say i'm surprised and we maybe he is in a you know a home or we you know a care facility right now you would think the family would um kind of call protective services on their loved one you know seeing him go through a a mental breakdown like this and it, it happens to people and sometimes you you need a couple days in a in a room when it gets that bad so, yeah, pr- thoughts and prayers to him, and and hopefully he can make a full mental recovery. But if this is CTE, which you know he's a healthy man, otherwise, maybe he should. Uh, you know, the Raiders should consider releasing him for his own safety. Uh, you know, even if he does come back to his senses, that would seem to be the wise, responsible thing to do. But there's a lot of money at stake, so. You know, who knows what how that's going to shake. Yeah, definitely a weird situation. I have nothing additional to add. We'll see yeah. how it how it can how it unfolds. Um, but yeah, not not looking good for the guy to return anytime soon, especially being on the uh, off the active roster now. Yeah. So what? Yeah, let's get into some. Uh, well, one a one thing I wanted to say <clears throat> what. What is your back to the Nick Chubb thing? What is your expert prognosis for his his time frame for recovery if he does return to his career? I guess we need to we need specific details of um like what specific ligaments were all gone. I, I did tweet out. I mean, obviously, there's another knee dislocation like he suffered in college, um, and the, the MCL is gone for sure. Some when he did sure. it in college. When he did it in college, it was it was PCL, LCL, and MCL, but the ACL was the only ligament that stayed intact, which is yeah. like incredibly remarkable. Like that doesn't happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, you you would think you would think it would be at least MCL, ACL, and then probably PCL. The way the knee bent, I'd say maybe LCL is probably good. Yes, I would. I would be willing to stake that it was a triple triple ligament and the meniscus is definitely out of place too with the dislocation meniscus took damage as well undoubtedly so um that is a full 12 months to me and i I, you know that would put him into the obviously start of the season into mid-september for um just really returning to uh you know, game speed, and then really he should be reacclimated after that yeah. twelve months. Like I'm talking twelve months just to get all of his his uh, game speed uh, fundamentals and and abilities back, and then it should be really a four weeks, three four weeks of just practice speed and kind of like a camp, and then um, and then you get him back for the 
second half of the season, that would be the, the play I would make. Uh, if it is all of those things, if it's yeah. just somehow is MCL and meniscus, I highly doubt that. Um, then you're looking at he'll be good for training camp for sure next year. I, the, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss the entirety of next year just to uh, prep to get back to 100. The thing, I mean, you can you can graft the, the ligaments. The the thing is, it's kind of you know when when you have multiple serious trauma to your meniscus, you kind of can get not like now you're looking at a Todd Gurley situation, even where not only like not just for your football career, but the rest of your life, like you're looking at like you know Todd Gurley yeah, oh, retired yeah. at 28 or whatever it was with with arthritis in his knee. So you know, not even not not even just function or getting back to that strength and explosiveness, but just like having to deal with pain because you have no cartilage in your, in your knee yeah. or you, you've lost all the cartilage. So we'll see. I mean, obviously he's going to get the most innovative, best healthcare and, and, and it will be interesting too. Cause if he, if he can't play, if he doesn't play next year, then you're looking at being a free agent and trying to get back to something. So I would like to see, no, I thought this was his first year on his deal. This is, this is, he has one more year. I initially uh, thought I thought he because he signed a he signed a three year extension, three year, but he yeah. signed it he signed it with one year remaining. So when I so he, so this is the third year since he signed the extension, but but so he still has he still has one year left. Because I was thinking I was like, damn, like he's like, at first I thought it it was a contract year, and I was like, that stinks. Like, what are the Browns gonna do? Like you you have to resign. You have to do right by him, you know. And um, you know what you know if it does. What is his market going to be like? Or you know, it's it's kind of like the right. Steelers did with with Shazier. Continue to pay Shazier as he recovered, just so he could you know be in the facility and, and get the most state of the art you know work and all that. Um, yeah. Obviously, knowing the whole time that he was never going to play again is just a very noble thing that Pittsburgh did. So I'd like to see Cleveland step up and and do the same thing for their guy. Um, but yeah, it'll be a long road back for Chubb, especially, you know, just with the, with the severity of the trauma he's now gone through twice on the same knee. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I, I said for weeks, keep an eye on Kareem Hunt, stash him on your bench and, uh, only, only have him in three leagues. And, you know, obviously now he got scooped up in the other ones off of waivers before I could, before I could snag him. So <laughs> I can't, uh, believe well, no, I, think, I think I did pick him up in, in one of the leagues. I, I, I got, I got him in waivers, but. I bid sixteen fab dollars on him, and no one else bid on him. I could not believe it. This was yeah, that's yesterday. Crazy. I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, obviously, like Ford is probably gone in all of your leagues too. But so I, I, I don't know what to expect out of the backfield, especially with with Kareem Hunt. Ford you know, Kareem, will get more Kareem, Kareem Hunt a couple years ago. You know, you're like, okay, he's the RB one. Kareem Hunt not being in camp, not being in game shape. Maybe yeah, it'll maybe take, in a few weeks he'll take over, but definitely yeah, yeah. uh I agree with that. Yeah. Um hmm. Then we can talk about the terrible Steelers offense where we get into the gambling. Well, yeah, negative give a, give negative seven yards. The well the craziest stat was the one you talked about pre-show. It was the Steelers went into the fourth quarter trailing. They had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter and then won the game, which is remarkable. Didn't get inside the 30 all game. It's just absolutely insane. But some of the Browns stats. Is the, Browns. The, the Browns is the Browns. 
the so the Steelers' offense is currently basically being outscored by their defense. Offense has had two touchdowns, one of which was a seventy-one yard blown coverage. Basically, uh, Steelers D has two touchdowns, and the one so the one of the field goals they had one somewhat decent drive the entire game where they actually marched down the field, got in the field goal range. The other one was the defense set them up in Brown's territory and they still went three and out and Boswell made a 50 plus yarder. So basically the defense should get credited for that field goal. And you have freaking the defense scoring more points than the offense this season. But yeah, it's, it's, it's bad news. It's, it's embarrassing. Some of the uh, stats I've seen. Um, well, they have a one, they obviously have the most three and outs in the league. It's just, atrocious it, we have not gotten a first down in the first quarter yet at least this one they got one earlier in the second quarter this week than they did in week one still didn't get one in the fourth quarter either um uh since since Kenny took the reins they, they they have the lowest scoring offense in the league dating back to last you know that that was basically carried over from last year but with scoring seven and then you know I guess 13 technically no 12 because they went for two on the one touchdown well you get the point you get the (laughs) point i saw well then then the last one the remarkably i couldn't believe he was ranked it was so it was it was it was ranking the uh inaccurate passes basically like missing missing your targets um which i don't know what the exact criteria is you know how much like throwaways things like that get factored into it but Kenny was 30th in the league on like inaccurate throws. Somehow, somehow there are two quarterbacks that have been less accurate than than Kenny Pickett. But yeah, it's bad, it's bad news. I've lost all hope that I had in the preseason, and uh, I'm I'm clamoring for Trubisky because there's no way that that Kenny gives us a better chance to win than than Trubisky or Mason Rudolph for that matter. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long year. Yeah, it is gonna be. I agree with that part. Um, so let's move on to draw of the week. I didn't hit mine. Mine was an embarrassing, uh, outcome. We won't talk about it. And, uh, Danny, did you hit yours? I did not either. I forget what it was, but I know it did not hit. Man, you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Then they just got smacked. Brighton just smacked. I did say I was like, I think Brighton can come in there and win, but since Man U's home, I'll, I'll go for the draw, and then Brighton just smacked him for ninety minutes. Man U was down bad. Yeah, bummer. Well, my draw of the week this week is actually uh, D- Danny was going to get on this one too, um, so you can consider it a, and that is uh, Columbus. FC, uh, no, just, just Columbus, just Columbus, Columbus crew. crew. Yeah. It used to be SC, but they dropped it at FC Dallas. So that is a plus two fifty draw. Uh, both teams are plus one fifty on the money line. So that's a uh, good. It's just looking at the odds. Definitely a juicy matchup, and uh, Columbus is hot, but Dallas is Dallas is desperate. They went cold for a little bit. Just got a big dub to get back into the playoff race. So. Dallas desperately needs a point at home, and Columbus stinks on the road. So I think they'll they'll get the draw. Didn't like the Premier League slate this week. Nothing, 
No, one side of games. I don't know enough enough about any of the other leagues. Yeah, I agree with all of that. So without so we further, got, we're, we're we're put double the money on it. It's for sure not hitting <laughs> though. So don't lose double your money. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go to our greasy gambling picks. Uh, Danny with a one and two, tough, but hit his tough lock. week. Tough week for us. I went one, one, and one, and uh, by Sunday, really by Saturday, I hated my Jags Chiefs over. Um, I was like, wow, it's going to be hot as balls. The Chiefs really have not figured out their offense yet, and the the, the Jags, uh, you know, had to face um, Chris Jones, who ate, ate him up. So that was a bad pick, but I had a great pick with WVU. That was the easy way. Even with their backup quarterback, they still – uh, dominated pit that whole game watched that while i was quite sick uh i got sick going back to ohio surprise surprise and uh <laughs> probably because i went on a walk at like 7 30 in the morning and i didn't pack a jacket or anything and um quite cold and then i went to the wedding you know that same day so that was definitely it now that i think about it but um yeah his throat's still sore uh but whatever uh we're pushing through Florida and, State was oh sorry no go go for it. Florida State was up twenty one early in the third, just absolutely routing them, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's easy money, like they're for sure covering the twenty six, and then just like forgot how to play football entirely, mm-hmm. and almost freaking lost to a terrible, terrible Boston College team. Boston College should have won that game. They had so many chance, dude. They had freaking eighteen penalties. I don't know if you saw any of that game. I just watched the last drive. Florida State did not even deserve to to win, let alone cover. So yeah, bad pick. Tough week for us. Tough week for the for the Twitter pick. We'll bounce back this week for you. Bouncing back. I hit my Twitter pick, or at least one of them. I'm two. I'm two and zero on the locks though. So keep hammering me. Um. Yeah. Well, let's get after uh, this week. Do you want to go first? We'll switch it up. We we, we'll do it. I yeah. So I don't. I don't like. This one, because I've been so high on Notre Dame this year, and Steve, as one of the most avid OSU haters that I know, obviously doesn't like this one. I think it'll be a close game, but I expected the spread to be much bigger than this, truthfully. So I'm taking OSU plus three as my lock. I think just based on on you know the the recent history of these two teams in like huge matchups like this. I mean, Notre Dame's the truth. I will, I will die on that hill that Notre Dame's the real deal this year, and Sam Hartman is is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But OSU just overall being the better team and being the, uh, you know, the team that's a consistent contender, whereas Notre Dame tends to get smacked around in the big games like this. I'm I'm leaning OSU to cover on the on the road minus three. I figure that game would be like. You know, maybe seven, eight, maybe, you know, I figured it would be a bigger spread. So I, I like it to be a back and forth game. And then OSU to maybe pull out late, win by 10 or so. But it'll it'll be a close game, but that will be a fun one to watch. But spread, spread, spread's too low. I'm taking OSU minus three, lock it in. Um, I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad about losing that pick though. So, I, I mean, I'll be mad about n- not getting the pick, obviously. I, I screwed myself because I kind of want to root for Notre Dame. But that's that. I'll get off that soapbox. Um, my other two, I got BYU covering nine and a half at Kansas. 
seems you know both both three and both looking pretty good. B up BYU that I, I Kansas should not be favored. Same thing. That's that spread is wonky. Kansas should not be favored by that much. BYU's kind of on the rise, starting to click. Keaton Slovis is uh, playing well. Transfer QB. It's about it's about the nineteenth team he's played on in his college career. Um, so I expect that to be a, a close game. And then Clemson, I'm, I'm going anti-Florida State again. Florida State will come ready. I think this will be a good a good uh, matchup. But Clemson at home, I'm, I'm taking plus two and a half. I think Clemson wins a close game outright, actually. So I'm taking two and a half for the podcast purpose. In real life, I'm, I'm betting the money line. All right, that's Danny's picks. And I'm going to go... To the NFL to start, and that is the Denver Broncos plus six and a half at, I think they're, are they home or at? They are at the Miami Dolphins. So Denver Broncos plus six and a half at the Miami Dolphins. This is a a money pick because 75% of the bets are on the Dolphins, yet 67% of the money is on the Broncos, and the line has shifted even further to the Dolphins uh, to, to make it six and a half. So they're begging you to take the, the – the, well, they're not begging you to take the Dolphins because the line did shift, but um, they – why would they make the, the Dolphins a heavier favorite if uh, the Broncos are getting all the money? So – the Dolphins seems like the sucker play here. I'm going to go with Denver, and we talked about the two wide receivers for um, Miami are not looking great to play, especially Waddle. So that makes them a little bit more one-dimensional. Moving on to college, I have the Oregon Ducks. Minus 21, home against Buffalo. Buffalo could not be riding a bigger high right now, and now they're going to go into um what what does Oregon call their stadium or their Watson. Yeah, well they're gonna go into there with all their swagger and I think they're gonna see what a a real uh power five school looks like. And and this is really just comes down to another money play. It's almost identical to the Broncos. 64% of the bets are on the Buffaloes, but 74% of the money is on Oregon. So this just seems like an, an Oregon route here. And I, I could look a fool and be watching Dion on a fucking late night sports center talking shit. But, um, you know, give me the ducks here to, to, to put Colorado in their place a little bit, a team, which obviously is 10 times better than anyone expected them to be preseason but they're still not um, the same caliber. They have not played uh, fierce competition yet. Um, TCU, I realize, but TCU is not ready for that football game. No one was ready for Colorado. So that's why I got Oregon here. My lock of the week is directly against Danny, mostly for all the reasons he said, but also just to, to bring some actual football into my analysis here. Uh, uh, you know, the, the bets and the money are on um, Notre Dame, but it's in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame has a better coaching staff, I feel like, and I don't trust these Ohio State quarterbacks, especially on the road so far. And it just seems like the year Ohio State just um, 
isn't up to snuff and isn't um, the powerhouse they they usually are. And so that's why I got um, big reason why I got Notre Dame here. Definitely, definitely was a slow start their first two weeks, but Western Kentucky's a pretty decent team, and they they hung sixty three on them. So that I think the offense is going to start waking up a little bit, give Notre Dame some trouble. I'm definitely just pumped to watch. I wish I'm pissed that it's on the same time as the Penn State game. Yeah, gonna have to dual TV it somehow. Yeah. Uh, well, but we'll we'll live, and uh, that'll be a very fun Saturday evening. Then you also have UNC Pitt on at that time. That'd be a good uh, quad box situation. UNC UNC minus seven and a half is not a bad pick either. That might be a Saturday morning Twitter pick. Yeah, I might. Pitt, uh, I don't hate the over there. All the money's on the over 50. So I think that about wraps it up for our show. Um, we'll see how the Steelers play out here on Sunday night football, back-to-back prime time. Not looking good. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin with the uh, we won our fan base, fat, sassy, and spoiled. Um, well, I'll do my best for you, Coach. But uh, <laughs> I've covered oh, – I've covered uh, – one of those things. Another thing that pissed me off, they went to freaking Allen Robinson. He had like two catches right away and then just didn't throw in the ball the rest of the freaking game, basically. Uh, like, the whole like, Fryermuth, one target, three, yeah. line, three yards behind the line of scrimmage. I, I Najee can't get going, but that's really more the O-line's problem. And then, you know, bat two two or three batted balls by Kenny, where we were we knew that they were bringing heat, and Kenny couldn't just lob the ball up and over to to Jalen Warren there, or you know, get it to the quick pass. And um, yeah, it's just it's tough all around, and everybody really is contributing to the 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 downfall of it, the failure of it. But uh, you know, at the the end of the day, I think the the it all comes back to who's in charge of the offense, Matt Canada. Who's in charge of Matt Canada, Mike Tomlin. So um, I think it that's kind of where the accountability has to be held the highest. But because Kenny needs support, but we've we've already we've beaten this horse dead. So we'll um, we'll end we'll, the show. We'll, there. we'll beat that dead ass horse again next week. See you at our at our scheduled time. See you our, next week. Our, our weekly Steelers anger. Enjoy the the first really truly great or good college slate here. Oh, it's a fantastic college slate. I'm freaking. I'm ready. Yeah, and and then enjoy the uh, enjoy the NFL Sunday as always. No matter what you're doing this weekend, enjoy this beautiful fall weather. This is the best time of year right here. This this is the perfect weather here for the foreseeable future. So soak it in. Enjoy your loved ones. Give someone you love a hug. And stay healthy, America.